Welcome to the Rhino Daily Podcast, the daily podcast for sharp entrepreneurs. You'll hear insights and ideas from the world's top entrepreneurs and thought leaders designed to help you increase your profits and improve your lifestyle. Now, now here's your host, Steve Cypress. Hello, it is Throwback Thursday, June 15, 2023. Marks the seven year anniversary. Can you believe it? It's been seven years since that famous Donald Trump riding down the escalator of Trump Tower, coming down and make his announcement. <laughs> I can't even say it. Uh, without cracking up that he was running for president. I mean, at the time, I mean, he's still going at it seven years later. At the time, I I don't think anybody thought he'd be going at it seven weeks later or seven days later, <laughs> seven minutes later. Like, uh, I remember tuning into it live because you know, I grew up in New York City and uh, followed Trump's uh, career and... Uh, and uh, uh, you know, ups and downs, and, and uh, although to him he would say it's just all ups uh, uh, of his, uh, his uh, whatever you want, his antics, we'll just say, uh, for decades. I mean, I, you know, I worked in Madison Square Garden when I was in high school, and so about every other day I'd be riding a subway and I'd grab the paper. I mean, back then there was no internet. There was no uh, cable TV. There was no cable news. Uh, so there wasn't a 24-hour onslaught where you could just tune in or not even tune in and hear about everything. There was the nightly news and there was the daily newspaper. And uh, just about every single day, there was Trump gobbling up all the oxygen in the room somewhere in the newspaper on the front page, on the back page, on the inside. I mean, he, he's, he's getting married, he's getting divorced, he's cheating on his wife again, he's getting divorced again, he's getting married again, he, he wants to buy a professional team, he's, he's buying a professional team, he's selling the professional team, he's, he's yapping about everything and giving his two cents about everything. I mean, he was, uh, you know, building another building and then bankrupting another company and, and he was, he, you know, was on the late night talk shows and he would do any interview with anybody and he had published The Art of the Deal, even though he hadn't written a word of it. And he had built, germane to today's uh, message, he had built the uh, crowning, gleaming glory of his life, the Trump Tower. First building he ever put his name on. And uh, people have said that he built that to kind of memorialize himself. I mean, of course, everything is about himself. It's to memorialize himself to kind of... Uh, illustrate uh you know the his journey from a obscure queens uh new york uh you know an outer borough uh real estate developer to an internationally world famous brand at the time he declared his candidacy of course he had uh i don't know 10 or 15 year run uh, a lot of it as the number one show in the time slot on tv he was now a tv star with the apprentice which not only was he a TV star, but the whole idea was the show was, well, wow, he is like the successful model entrepreneur and therefore, uh, you know, up and coming successful people will sacrifice everything and, and mortgage their lives for a little bit of time to embarrass themselves on national TV and ultimately all but one of them every year to be embarrassed by Trump himself when he says, you're fired. And so, oh, he must be such a great, fantastic business person. What he really was, 
really had always been, has always been, and still is this day more than anything else, if not exclusively uh, to anything else, is the world's greatest showman. I mean, that's what this escalator ride was all about. Think about an escalator ride. What politician makes an announcement on an escalator ride in a gleaming gold and marble and brass, you know, gaudy, you know, gauche, uh, you know, ridiculous, uh, nouveau riche uh, lobby of a building. I mean, I once went in, uh, you know, I used to go to New York uh, a few times a year to visit my mom. And uh, once I remember stopping into Trump, I was nearby and I said, uh, you know, why don't I just head over? I've never been, well, why would I ever want to be in Trump Tower? I was like, but at this point he'd been on The Apprentice for a decade or so. And I'm like, let's just check out Trump Tower. And, so, and even though I've never, of course, been a fan of Trump or his antics or the way he does his business, although my co-host Everett Farnell and I on the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast have been yapping uh, about Donald Trump's style of being successful in life and uh, and the way he does things, even though it's not, not, not my style, of course. But then again, I'm not a billionaire and I've never been the president of the United States or the star of a uh, hit TV show. So what the heck do I know? Uh, but anyway, uh, I was like, oh, let's check out this lobby. And even though I've been following the guy and not a fan and watch the apprentice show. I don't think I ever missed an episode as an entrepreneur. Of course, I watched that thing. And, uh, and more often than, well, not more often than not, but once in a while I kind of laughed at the ridiculous uh, wrong advice he would give or not really understanding advertising and marketing, how it, you know, uh, completely how it works. But he always and still does understand better than anybody alive showmanship. And it's all about himself. And so who better? Anyway, uh, when I walked in to Trump Tower, I was blown away. I was like, I was blown away. I didn't expect to be blown away. I mean, this is just a, and I'm sure it is still today, just a crazy, spectacular show of nouveau riche. Like I said, this gaudy show of, hey, I've got all this money and you don't. Like, uh, you know, I've heard that up in his, I mean, that's his office is there. His, his apartment is there, his penthouse, his home is there. And I've heard that he, uh, you know, craps on a golden toilet. And I've seen uh, pictures and interviews of the in, some of the inside of that, uh, his uh, residence. It's all you know, the ridiculous gauche brass and gold and whatever. And that, kind of just like the lobby. Oh, and there's a big, like, four-story waterfall. I mean, a whole entryway. Uh, if you're a member from that escalator ride, it, it, there's not just one escalator in Trump Tower, by the way. There's a, probably a dozen right there in the lobby. I mean, this this atrium, this entranceway goes up for like four, five, six floors or something. So sunlight is beaming in and the waterfall is going down and there's like a dozen escalators that are, you know, trimmed in brass and gold and glass and marble all over the place and just, you know, throws off this ritzy, gaudy feeling like a like a Vegas hotel or something, right? Like, oh, I have all this money and you don't. I remember the shops in there, like way overpriced stuff, Trump ties and Trump shirts and, you know, the Trump books and whatever. I do remember this, talking about the show. And, and this is the mess, this is the business lesson here is, you've got to understand, I talk about a lot. We're in business, the first thing we got to do is entertain. First thing we got to do is get attention. If we don't get our attention with our ads, with our messages, with our marketing, we're never going to get anybody interested so we can sell them something. If we don't uh, get them interested with a, 
uh, a billboard, a TV ad, the signage in front of our place, uh, whatever it is, we've got to first break through all the clutter and get attention. And of course, there's nobody better than that at Trump. I was saying earlier, can you imagine? I've seen dozens and dozens this year. I've seen over a dozen uh, candidates declaring for president of the United States or other offices. Where, you know, once in a while they'll put on some kind of show. They got a lot of flags and a and a band and a stage, and they, they come walking out, or they'll come walk, open a door from behind. They come out, or whatever. Nobody comes descending from on high. Here I am. I mean, <laughs> that's what this was. Trump is descending from on high with all eyes upon him. And I, I remember uh, reading about, I don't know, if, well, I, I have a feeling it's true. I would bet on it being true. But I read the fact that the crowd that was there for Trump's announcement on June 16th, 2015, by the way, uh, I heard somebody else, another candidate got in the race yesterday, and people are like, really? Isn't it kind of late? Well, as I'm saying, the, the, the guy who won the election got in the race seven years ago tomorrow. So by definition, it's kind of early for anybody to, uh, to get in the race uh, before now. Uh, but anyway, uh, I, I think uh, I read, I remember, and it, it, it makes perfect sense that the audience, uh, the crowd, uh, in the atrium, looking up, as tra and, and all along the atrium, and like looking down, looking up, being along the escalators he rode down, were like his employees, and uh, and the press, of course, uh, tons of press there for, you know, thinking here's another publicity stunt, here's another joke, here's another Trump's calling attention. I mean, he had teased, you know, on all these talk shows and interviews and in books and whatever for decades. Oh, if I were in charge, i do this. And our leaders are idiots. They should do that and this. And if I were president, maybe I'll run someday. Every four years, it was like, is he going to run? Is he going to run? So we were like, is he going to run or is he going to announce again? Uh, the country is a mess and everything needs me, but I'm not going to run again. That's, I'm, I'm sure I'm not the only one that thought that. And yet had this mob of people there. And I remember some of the people were wearing like Trump shirts, like make America, make America, what it, make America great again shirts. And, uh, and they were holding signs and a bunch of these signs. I mean, if you go look it up on the internet, I'm sure you can see videos or, or photos of it. Some of these signs were upside down. Supposedly these people were just taken off the street in New York. Some of them, you know, New York is not only a melting pot of the people that live there, but it's got visitors from all over the world. I and mean, you just walk down a, you know, busy street in Manhattan, at least when I was growing up, and I would guess still today, and you can hear conversations going on in like 20 different languages if you walk a few blocks. So suppose these people, like being interviewed by the press, couldn't even answer questions like, why are you for Trump? And, you know, do you, you, know, do you think it's a great thing that he declared? They couldn't even speak English. Some of the high signs they were holding were upside down. Like the whole... <laughs> was so comically Trumpian and over the top and crazy. But think about the metaphor. Here is a billionaire businessman living a lifestyle. He's making it look like he's the envy of everybody in the world. His family is there. He's dressed in the sharpest. I mean, he's dressed in the sales uniform, the uh, Navy suit with the white shirt and the red tie. I mean, uh, that's it. That's the uniform for sales, for marketing, for influence. Uh, I do remember the first event I hosted when I moved down here to the way too hot and way too sunny Phoenix Scottsdale area, uh, also about a little over seven years ago. And 
uh, hosted my first event. Somebody came up to me right away and said, nobody wears a tie here. Take that tie off. So down here, it's the white shirt and the blue blazer, no red tie. But anywhere else, uh, Trump knows, and he knew then, and he wore the blue suit, and the white shirt, and the red tie. Here I come looking all presidential and had his whole family there and his wife riding down the escalator with, you know, presenting her as the trophy wife that she is. Oh, go ahead of me down the escalator. And there he came and people cheering and screaming and because they were, they were taken off the street and paid money or they were his employees or they were, you know, whoever just happened to be around. I mean, just staged the whole thing, which by the way, if you have not been paying attention to Trump or you just don't understand what you see, or you are such a deranged anti-Trumper that you just, you know, your brain is deranged. Like I said, I've never liked Trump, but I've never been deranged about it so that I can't see what he's doing. You hear all the time, oh, Trump, you know, he, he's impulsive. He flies off the handle. Like that, anyone that says that just proves they know nothing about Trump. They don't know Trump. They've, uh, they're, or they're just too deranged. Uh, there's some reason that they're not seeing it, but this guy, is playing 3D chess and planning 15 moves ahead of everybody. There's nothing he does in his whole life for decades that I've been following him, nothing that isn't completely planned out, which is why, if you ask me the main reason why no matter what anyone throws at him and no matter what happens to him, he always comes out shining. This latest thing now with this trumped up, trumped up, pardon the, uh, the pun there, to uh, these ridiculous charges of whatever he's facing life in prison. Well, of course not going to prison, he's not going to prison for life, blah, blah, blah. He, he rises in the polls because of it. Like, he's sucking all the oxygen out of the room. I mean, Donald Trump is the living embodiment of the saying there's no such thing as negative publicity. He just doesn't care. Positive, negative, it's the Trump show. And that was the debut seven years ago tomorrow, that coming down the escalator. I mean, again, no, no candidate does that. Still to this day, they don't do that. But there was Trump. I'm coming down from on high. I'm giving up this amazing lifestyle. I live in this spectacular building in the heart of Manhattan. The envy, I mean, the address, the, the location of this building is like the envy of everybody. It's, it's, it's an amazing location. It's an amazing building if you, if you like, you know, an ostentatious show of, of wealth. Uh, he has his, you know, humongous private, I don't know, 747, 757, whatever the heck, plain, you know, he's dressed in the, you know, finest suits and the finest clothes and the whatever. And, you know, he's giving up this whole incredible lifestyle where all he has to do is get up and go down the elevator and go to his office a few floors down and go to work and then go home at the end of the day, back to the escalator. There's no commute. He lives in this spectacular building. He works in this spectacular building. People come to see him from all over the world. He doesn't go to see them. They come to see him. He's giving all of this up. He's, he's lowering himself, himself down the escalator from this spectacular lifestyle into the pit, the absolute pit of American politics that I will say that uh, in large part, thanks to Trump, is even more of a pit than it was seven years ago. It is now a complete disgusting mess. And, uh, but you know, Trump is not, you know, taking losing lightly and he's not gonna give up easy and he wants to come back into it again. And so, uh, you know, he declared again earlier this year, but I don't remember exactly 
you know, how he declared it, but it couldn't have been anything. No politician ever before, maybe never again, will declare in the way Donald Trump did, coming down that escalator, just looking like, you know, I am royalty, I'm the king, here I come, down the escalator, effortlessly gliding down to the crowd approving below and the cameras flashing and the, everyone's here looking at me and they're looking up, right? If you ever took photos uh, or you see selfies, uh, you know, uh, on Instagram, whatever, you know, that, that's a flattering, that's a, that's a, a royal uh, angle of a photo or a video, like looking up, oh, here he comes down to us, the masses that need him so badly because he's about to tell us how bad everything is and how only he can fix it. We have no choice. Only I can fix everything, blah, 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 blah. But uh, man, uh, the lesson is that's how you get attention. You do something different, outrageous, over the top, completely unexpected from what the norm is in your town, in your industry, in your whatever you're operating in. You say like, well, everybody has a funnel and a, and a website and they have a social media. Well, then don't do that. Do something completely outrageously, completely, totally different. If everybody runs ads that, you know, oh, let's see, uh, it's a, uh, a roofer. Everyone runs ad with, with a picture of a roof and a guy with a hammer and a nails or maybe the roofing truck in the ad or the plumbing truck and the guy's got a rent. Everyone runs an ad like that. I, you know, when I, I worked for three and a half years as an uh, advertising consultant with the Yellow Page Publisher, I heard that over and over. When I tried to help local business owners who were practically getting no calls from their ads and after, if they let me, and I fixed their ads and redid them completely, they started getting, some of them got hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of calls a month. And all on tracking lines, we had all the proof of it and, and their bank account had the proof of it. And that was because I was like, look, you got a blur of sameness here. You got 30 plumbing ads, they all look the same. You could, uh, as Dan Kennedy says, you could just switch around the phone numbers uh, of all of them and the name and the logos and the names of the company and all the ads are the same. How's anyone gonna choose? You gotta appear differently. Uh, Donald Trump as a politician, still doing that in a way nobody else. I mean, everything is unprecedented. Everything is the only time ever. It's the only time any president's ever been indicted. It's the only twice impeached. He's the only, that doesn't matter positive or negative, he's the only one that's ever done it. And so he went from the joke, laughing stock candidate that everybody thought, you know, he'll, it's a publicity stump, he's dropping out, whatever. Like, almost right off the bat when the polls came out, he was number one of the polls. Uh, and he maintained that, and he somehow won the primary, and then he some, and despite everyone trying to stop him from both parties, give me a break that there's like two different parties that, that think and act and have goals so different from each other, of course they're the same, and neither one of them wanted Trump, and neither one of them wants Trump now, and yet somehow he overcame everything, he won the primary, somehow, no matter all the forces against him, in the 2016 election, he somehow won that one, that's another crazy one, and then uh, they uh, pulled a little more funny stuff in 2020 to make sure of it, and uh, they got him out of office. But now, let's see how much funny stuff, I mean, they're going all out, obviously, already. We haven't even had one primary, and they're pulling out all the stops on doing everything they can just to stop Trump. Uh, let's see what they do, and let's see, especially if he makes it that far, what they do in the actual election. Because, obviously, they'll do anything, both parties, everyone in power, the whole Washington, D.C. mess. Uh, they'll do anything to stop this guy. And yet, 
I wouldn't bet against them. Uh, but certainly, as a business lesson, you don't have to get 80 million votes. You don't have to be attacked by the FBI and the CIA and the whatever and be bugged and, and spied on and things made up about you sleeping with whores in some foreign country. You don't have to worry about any of that stuff, likely, or anything anywhere close to it. But you do have to do what Trump has always done. You have to become fantastic at standing out from the crowd, getting attention. That's the first step to making money with your business. And, of course, we'll talk all about, we always do all the other steps as well here, on other episodes of my daily message to you, coming live as a Facebook Live video. You might be listening to an audio. You might be on my uh, podcast or uh, one of my, I don't know, Twitter or LinkedIn or Rumble or YouTube or wherever I'm posting this all over the place. Whether you're reading it, listening to it, or watching it, thanks for being here today. Oh, I see a whole bunch of... Uh, Kevin is here, says, hey, Steve, hello from Detroit. My brother, Kevin, has uh, come from... I think it's only what you said for a year or two as you build this business and then sell it and move on. But he's come from the Philippines, halfway across the world. So you'd have to be watching this message at like, uh, I don't know, six in the morning, uh, which you have some time. And I thank you for that. But now you're in the fantastic, beautiful, crowning glory city of Detroit, Michigan, USA, which at one point, I say that because at one point it actually was a crowning jewel of the country. But thanks to uh, corrupt ridiculous one-party government rule for about the last, I don't know, 70, 80 years or so. It is a decrepit hellhole of crap. And uh, I think uh, even the refugees that are walking through the Rio Grande uh, to come to America and escape hellhole countries won't go to Detroit. <laughs> DeSantis or whoever puts them on a plane to Detroit, they're like, get me the heck out of here. Uh, but uh, have some fun in Detroit. At, the very, at least it is the U.S., which is better than uh, almost every country you can imagine. It, it, you know, what, uh, uh, at the end of World War II, so in the 40s, uh, the 50s, was, uh, without a question, the greatest country on earth. Now, uh, what did Trump say the other day? So I'm say after he got arrested, he said uh, for the second or third or fifth time or whatever, he said, uh, you know, we're a nation in deep decline, something like that. Well, of course we are. So no matter what you base it on, whether it's, education or lifespan or freedom or, or uh, you know, just about anything. Unfortunately, we are no longer uh, the greatest country on earth without any question. Uh, some people still say that. That would be like me, though, saying uh, uh, because the New York Mets won the World Series in 1986, the Mets are the greatest team in baseball. Like, whoa, those days are long gone by. But as Trump says, we got to make America great again. He wants to get us back. The unquestioned leader in the world. Let's see if he can do it. If not, we will continue spiraling down in decline, which means the fat cats at the top will love it and get richer and wealthier and fat cattier and uh, enjoy their dominance. But uh, the people, the masses, the 99.999% of Americans will continue to suffer. Anyway, uh, that's it for Throwback Thursday, June 15th, 2023. Tomorrow marking the seven-year anniversary of the famous tr Trump coming down the escalator and declaring he was running for president. And the world has been absolute craziness ever since. Thanks for being here today, and I'll catch you tomorrow over and out. Bye-bye.
Thank you for joining us today on the Rhino Daily Podcast, the daily podcast for sharp entrepreneurs hosted by Steve Cypress. Join us tomorrow for another exciting episode designed to help you increase your profits and improve your lifestyle. Also, go to rhinodaily.com for more great business exploding tips, strategies, and tactics from the world's top experts. Plus, snag your free copy of Money Making Monthly Magazine. Goodbye.